Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to the thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoof beats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Oh, Silver! Let's go, Victor! Silver! After many years of prospecting, grizzled old Jim Jackson struck gold and settled in the hills to work his claim. He lived alone and seemed to resent everyone who came his way. Some people called him Sourface, others called him Cussed. More people referred to him as Solitary Jackson. The Lone Ranger was amused when he and Tonto stopped at Solitary's cabin to buy a few supplies. Don't know why in tarnation people can't deal at the general store, same as I got to. These here vittles was hauled all the way from town. If we're going to leave you short of supplies, There's Jackson, your bacon. Now, there's the salt you needed. Uh-huh. Don't cast no observations on me being short of supplies. Uh-huh. He take them. Very well. How much do we owe you? Nothing. Don't want your cash. <laughs> I guess you've been misled by this mask. We're not outlaws, and this isn't stolen money. Who said you was outlaws? Well, if you won't take my money, you must you have some. You call that redskin tunnel. You call that white horse silver. Yes. 
Well, that'd just about make you the critter they call the Lone Ranger. That's right. What did you hear of me? <laughs> Darn fool question. Go on, take your vittles and get. Let me be alone with my work. <laughs> you do have a bad disposition. You're going right ahead and aim to keep it. You're welcome to it. I have noted in my years that the grinning idiots that are always full of good nature, ones that get shoved around. <laughs> I've had my share of being shoved. Now go on, clear out. Very well, Jackson. Are you ready, Toto? Oh, need be ready soon to be passing the saddlebag. No call for me to stand around here waiting for you to clear out. I'm going back inside to my place. Don't try to be thanking me for what you got. I don't want no thanks to own all of mine. Very well. <laughs> oh, him plenty, Sal. Jackson is one of the most generous men in this part of the country, Toto. He's afraid to let people know it. We'll have to come back and call on him again. Uh, saddlebag fasten now. Then we'll get underway. Steady, big fella. One silver. Come up, scout. It was late afternoon of the day sometime after the meeting between the Lone Ranger and Solitary Jackson. Thirteen-year-old Bobby Dexter reined up at the rear door of a small cottage outside the town of Hillsdale. His eyes sparkled with excitement, and he shouted as he dismounted. Jenny! Jenny, where are you? I'm coming, I'm coming, Bobby. Come here, Jenny, come here, quick. Coronation of you being. I declare your ma's been so worried she's kept me standing by and talking to her instead of cooking up the chuck. Where is ma? She's not in the rear of the house, is she? No, she's sitting on the front porch watching for you. Jenny, listen. Can, can you keep a secret? Can I keep a secret? <laughs> Takes a lie. In 40 years of cooking for the different families in Hillsdale, I've had to keep secrets. I've been out in the hills prospecting. Oh, you got your pockets loaded out like bags on a pack mule. Here, look at this. Look at this hunk of ore. See all those specks in there? Oh, thanks for lies. It sure is yellow looking. And this is just a little sample. There's a lot more there where I found this. Oh, don't go. Jenny, I found gold. Oh, you've got to tell your mom, Bobby. Oh, no. I want to surprise her. I want to get a lot of gold together before she knows about it. We'll work it together. We'll sneak away whenever we get a chance. When Ma's out sewing. And bring in the gold and put it up in the attic or somewhere. Now, Bobby, I don't... That's what I want to do. We won't say a word to anyone until we've got a big store, and and then we'll have it to save and find out how rich we are. Oh, I sure wish I hadn't promised you to keep my mouth shut. Well, if something like this is concerning... You've got to keep quiet, Jenny. You promised, you know. You better go and talk with your ma. She's worried. All right. I'll go around the side of the house. She's sitting in a rocking chair on the side of the porch. All right, Jenny. Thanks. Hello, Mom. Oh, I've just been out riding in the hills. I guess I was gone longer than I figured. Back from Mrs. Williams' place for more than an hour. How much more sewing do you have to do for? I don't know, son. I hope there's plenty. Well, I hope you won't have to take any more work for people. People have to work, son. Well, well, maybe you won't have to work much longer. All right, Bobby. But I don't mind. You just wait. I can't tell you anything about it now, well, you, but... You can't tell me what, son. Well, it's a secret. But you mark my words. You're not going to have to go out every day making fancy clothes for other people. <laughs> son, your imagination again. All right, but you just wait and see. 
couple of weeks later, the Lone Ranger and Tonto were camped at the bottom of an arroyo in the foothills. They heard the sound of digging. Did you hear that, Tonto? Ah. Someone's digging ground nearby. I wonder why anyone would dig around here. These aren't gold-bearing hills. It sounds like a boy. Not right. Old woman with boy. Don't let them know we're here, Tonto. We'll see what's going on. Ah. I think a couple more jets and we'll clean out this pocket. I wonder how much we'll get for all the gold we've got. No, I couldn't even make a guess, Bobby. You think we've got a million dollars worth? Oh, nothing like that, Liz. A million's an awful lot of dollars. I'll bet Ma'll be mighty pleased when she finds out about it. I wonder what she'll do first off. Oh, we better get on with this digging. Do you think she'll fix up the house or... Or maybe go somewhere and buy another house. A bigger one. It's hard to say. Oh, I don't care. As long as she doesn't have to go out sewing anymore. Oh, she'll be a relief to her, Bobby. I've noticed of late she's in trouble with headaches when she's doing so much close work. Oh, there now. Oh, those sacks pull up. We'd better be starting back. We're going to get home before your mom. All right. All set? Yep. Come on. Get it. Get it. Get it up there. Oh. Get up there. Hurry up, Jenny. All right, let's Have a look where those two are digging, Tonto. There's gold here. It's the first I've heard of it. The prospectors all go deeper into the hills. Well, me not think they're gold here. Look where those two are digging. Look at this stuff, Tonto. Ah. It's not gold. No. It's fool's gold. Ah. I'm afraid that boy's in for a big disappointment. I'm sorry. You yeah. sound like good boy. Yes. He's hoping to help his mother. I wish there were some way we could save him from the disappointment he's going to have. How we do that? I don't know. We'll have to think it over and see what we can do. Two days more, Bobby and the old lady who kept house so his mother could do sewing had cleaned out the pocket of yellow ore and carried it to the little house. Then the boy was ready for his big moment. He held back the surprise until the evening meal was finished and the dishes were being washed, a chore with which he helped. Oh, gosh. Bobby. Golly, Mama, I'm sorry. That's two dishes you dropped. Maybe you better leave the drying of them for people that don't have butter feeders. I do declare, son. What got into you? I'll pick up the pieces, Mom. You've been acting more and more curious every day, Bob. Today you're so full of fidgets you can't stand or sit without squirming. I, I didn't want to tell you. Not till all the chores were done. Maybe we'd better hold off on the rest of the dishes and let Bobby show you his surprise. What surprise, Jenny? Shall I get it now, Mom? Please do, sir. I'll be right there. It's right outside the door there. Yes. <gasps> that boy that just busted wide open if he had to keep the secret much longer, Miss Dexter. I'd be glad to see the end of all the secrecy that's <laughs> been around this house. Oh, you'll be glad for more than that, ma'am. Here it comes. Merciful goodness, what's in that sack? When you see, Mom, just wait. Put it right here, Jenny. That's it. Now I'll throw them on the floor. Look, Mom. Look what we have here. What is it, Bob? Look at it, Mom. Can't you see? It's ore. 
It's gold ore. Gold? Sure is, Miss Dexter. Gold bearing ore. And so rich, the yellow stuff just shines right out. No. No. I can't believe it. <laughs> You've got to believe it, Mom. There it is. And that's not all. There are other sacks full of the ore. Where? How did you... I found it, Mom. I found a pocket of it in the side of the hill. Jenny helped me clean out the pocket and bring the gold here in sacks. Jenny, I want you to know it, Miss Baker. Until he had it all here. Now, now you won't have to work anymore, Mom. You're going to take it easy from now on. We can get all the things you've always wanted. Oh, Bobby, I don't know what to say. We'll get some stock for the farm and some new clothes for you, and we can get the books you wanted and, and everything else. It, it doesn't seem possible. Well, there it is, Mom. Are, are you sure this is gold? Darling, Mom, of course it is. Look at the color of it. Bob will take some into the essay office in the morning, Miss Dexter, and then we'll know just what it's worth. Oh, it hasn't been a safe. I didn't want to let the secret get out, Mom. And Bob figured it'd be wiser to wait till we had all the walls in the pocket before having it essay. But we'll get the essay tomorrow, Mom, and, and then you'll be rich. Oh, oh, son. Son, I am rich. I'm rich without any gold. You... You're enough to make any woman rich. The Lone Ranger and Tonto were witnesses to the emotional scene in the small Dexter house. They stood near an open window and saw Mrs. Dexter embrace her proud son. The disappointment is going to be bitter, Tonto. That's right. Mrs. Dexter doesn't deserve what's in store for her. Neither does Bobby. Uh, to deserve good luck for a change. Why do you say that? She might have been wealthy, Tonto. Very wealthy. But her husband's done everything he had to bring about peace with the Indians. Oh, he's savvy. Come with me, Tonto. I have an idea. We go get horses? Yes. And then where we go? We're going back to Solitary Jackson's place in the hills. Ready there, Silver. <laughs> We're going to visit a cussed old man. Stay big fella. Come on, Silver. Get out the scout. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Now to continue our story, 
The Lone Ranger and Tonto rode all night after leaving Bob Dexter and his mother with their dreams of gold. It was daybreak when the masked man reined up the oh, home of the old man in the hill. The cussed old man called Solitary Jackson. <laughs> Take it easy, Jackson. Stay on, you come to the wrong place. We want a lot more than food. Well, of all the downright nerve. Sit down there, Jackson. I have a lot to tell you, and I want you to listen. I got my work to do. Work? Why do you want to dig more gold out of your mind? You've already piled up more than you can ever spend. Man's got to work. You can work when you've heard what I say. I'm uh, going to tell you about Mrs. Dexter and her son, Bobby. A woman whose husband might have left her well to do if he hadn't had visions of greater things. I'm going to tell you why I came here. So you see, Jackson, if it hadn't been for the fact that Dexter paid the expenses of the men who came to make peace with the Indians, there'd have been no peace today. Yeah, doggone it all. He should have thought of his family. If men had thought of personal fortunes a hundred years ago, George Washington's armies would have failed. They'd have no United States. Uh, you're asking an awful lot, mister. Yes, I know it. Why don't this boy spend his time working for a salary? He's tried to. This young Jackson, a boy his age, can earn very much. Prospecting. <laughs> He's just as bad as I am. I wasted 40 years of my life ratting around looking for gold. But you found it. Yeah. What good's it done me? When I found it, it was too doggone old and ornery to spend it. Yes, that's right. What's that? <laughs> I agreed with you. You found gold, but you're too old and cussed to spend it. <laughs> and when did you say that boy was going to the sale office? This morning. Hmm. And you want me to... Never in all my born days did I hear of such outright outlandish nerve as you got. And you refuse to discuss my plan any further? Don't you go to putting words in my mouth. Let me talk this over some more. Tell me about this boy. It was about noon of the same day when Bob and old Jenny reached town on a battered old wagon drawn by a tired gray horse and stopped in front of the assay office. Loungers on the porch looked up in interest. Whoa, whoa there, boy. Whoa. There was an eager light in Bobby's eyes as he stepped to the ground and took a battered cardboard box off the wagon seat. Well, look who's come to town. Bobby Dexter. Yes, good morning, boy. Howdy, son. Good morning. What's in the box? Yeah, you got order to be a saint. Fellas, I bet the boy's been a prospect. <laughs> you struck it rich, Bobby. Is, is Mr. Quillen inside? I'll call him out here and save you going in. Hey there, Quillen. Come out here. We've got a customer for you. Oh, I can go inside. Oh, don't bother. Let Quillen come out to meet you. Let him earn his pay. That's what I always say. Sure. <laughs> Let him earn it. Someone call me in. Yeah, Quillen. Miss Sprout here is looking for you. Mr. Quillen. Oh, hello there, Bobby. What's on your mind? I got something for you to say. Yeah? Yes, sir. He struck it rich. Found gold in the hills. Maybe he's going to let us all in on it. Oh, quiet down, kids. <laughs> what have we got there, Bobby? We've got some gold ore, Mr. Quillen. Could I have it a save? In that box? Yes, sir. <coughs> All right, Bob. I'll take it. Oh, be careful how you handle it, Quillen. It's downright valuable. Yeah. <laughs> could, could you look at it now, Mr. Quillen, and, and tell me how good it is? I can tell that without unpacking it. It's no good. Well, is that so? 
Jenny said it was real good, Orrin, and she knows. Oh, Jenny said so, huh? Well, sir, that settles it, eh, boy? Why, don't you smart Alex quiet down? Uh, How is it, Mr. Quillen? Bobby, is this the stuff you want me to say? Yes, sir. Well, I'm afraid there's no need for it. What do you mean? Bobby, there's been smarter men than you that made the same mistake. Mistake? This is fool's gold. Fool's gold? Oh, no. No, it can't be. Jenny said... I'm sorry, son, but there's no mistake about it. You mean it's no good at all? Not worth a dime a ton. Golly. Well, have any of you smart elegants got anything to say? Poor kid. I I never saw such a look in the face of anyone. I wish I hadn't adjusted him so. See what they call it that. Gosh, I, I've sure been a fool. Never mind, Bobby. After all, we're no worse off than before. Get up there. Get Bobby, look. Two men. They're coming from the woodshed. He's got a couple of sacks. Our sacks of ore. Get up there. Get up. They're roping you. Come on there. Get They're getting away. Ah. They're climbing aboard the wagon. Did you see it, Jenny? Did you see that man? He wore a mask. Oh, I thought. And the other one was an Indian. They had all of our sacks in that wagon. There's no need worrying about it. It's no loss. Looks like you're not the only one made a mistake thinking that worthless stuff was gold. Well, it ain't up here now. It ain't up before that old horse falls over. Oh, well, there, boy. Uh, we'll go inside. You go inside. I'm going to tell the sheriff what happened. Get up, boy. Sheriff, I've got to see you. Bobby Dexter. Well, what are you doing around the sheriff's office? Come on in. Sheriff, a masked man and an Indian just robbed us. Robbed you? Yes, I had some sacks full of gold ore in the woodshed. Jenny and I saw those men take it away in a wagon on our way back from town. Oh, now, hold on there, Bobby. Can't you believe that you've got fool's gold instead of the real thing? But, Sheriff, it must have been worth something or those men wouldn't have stolen it. You say one of those men wore a mask? Yes. Hi there, Sheriff. Well, snakes alive, look who's come to town. Solitary Jackson. What's come over you to move in from the hills? What's it to you, Sheriff? You're not due for supplies for another two weeks. How long since a man's got to get permission to come into this town? <laughs> Same cussed ornery old galooch you always were. What's this boy talking about? Now it's my turn to say, what's it to you? Boy, did you say you've been robbed by a masked man? Yes, sir. I had some sacks full of ore in the woodshed, and they took it away in a wagon. It was fool's gold, Jackson. What's that matter? If this boy's been robbed, you got to go after them thieves. That's what you're paid for. I'll see here, you old galoot. Don't cross me, Sheriff. I know the law. A robbery's a robbery. All right, I'll get my deputy, and we'll go out hunting for this masked man. Who's your deputy? Dan Quillen. He works in the assay office. Yeah. 
These two thieves are handy with six guns. You'll need more than Quillen to help you. Dad read it. I'm going along myself. I'm in a fitting mood for shooting thieves. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had driven solitary Jackson's wagon and horses deep into an isolated clearing in the wooded area where they had left their horses Scout and Silver. When Jackson had brought that wagon from his mountain retreat, it had carried a heavy load of ore which had been dumped on the ground. The Lone Ranger and Tonto worked at the pile for some time without speaking. When they were finished, the masked man straightened. Uh, that does it, Tonto. How do you like playing the part of a crook? Well, me wonder if plan work out all right. What do you mean? Well, maybe boy not go for sheriff. Maybe him not care about fool's gold. If he doesn't go to the sheriff of his own accord, Jackson knows what to do. Uh, him plenty cross old fella. This is going to do him as much good as anyone else, Tonto. You sure him not make mistake? I think he knows his part. Silver give one. Hey there, Silver. What is it, big fella? Him looking yonder. Someone's coming this way. Ah, me hear horses. We'll be able to see the back trail from over here. <laughs> Look, down up. Ah, it's sheriff and deputy. Two deputies. Behind them are Bobby and the cussed old man. Uh, what we do now? Clear out. Our part is done. From now on, I think matters will take the right course. Ready, boy? Now, we leave. We'll start out, but circle back so we'll be sure to hear what goes on. Get him up, Scout. Hold, Silver. like they've abandoned it. No use going after them two. Some of them start out. They're on fast horses. Let me take a look at your oar, Bobby. Yes, sir. If it's like the chef lies, huh? It's fool's gold. Hmm. What do you know about oar? Quillen's the assay clerk. What more do you want? Man that calls this fool's gold is Jughead. What's that? Let me see it. Here, Quillen. Rub your nose in this and tell me what it looks like. Chef. Is it gone? Your dog going ready, school. If this is what you found, Bobby, you've struck it. Well, I'll be gone. It's gone. It's gone. I knew it was. Jenny said so. Look at the rest of it, Mr. Quillen, will you? Look at the rest of the sacks and tell me if it's all gone. Come on up on the way. Uh, Jackson, I want to talk to you. Step over here. What do you want, Sheriff? The boy won't hear us if we keep our voices down. I thought maybe you could explain a few points, Jackson. Me? You and I both know that that wagon belongs to you. So does the team that hitched to it. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like those crooks got to my place, too. <laughs> Maybe you can explain why that ore in the wagon looks the same grade you bring in from your mine. Who are you to know the difference in gold ore? You're not going to answer questions, huh? You got anything else to ask that's none of your business? Oh, I reckon not, Jackson. But I can't help but note a pile of dirt over yonder. It looks just like it had been emptied from some sacks that had been carried away from the Dexter house. Sheriff, I'm a cussed old man. Sometimes I get mad enough to chaw a man apart. 
And I'd get downright mad if you was to shoot off your mouth so's Bobby and his ma would find out that a masked man sort of switched feet out on Bobby. Count on me to say nothing. Doggone, Jackson, you're not as cussed as I thought. I am so. The most cussed man that ever drawed breath. And I aim to stay that way. What you've done for the Dexters belies what you say. Huh. That weren't my idea. How could I argue with a Lone Ranger? you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. 